Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. And I'm Keith Finch. And you are watching Gun Day Brunch live on the... We're not live. Why would I say that? You're watching We're Gun definitely Day not live, Caleb. We don't record this live. We Could were live imagine? when we recorded this. And who knows? The world might be over. And you are, in fact, an alien watching this instead through the historical archives. But we are not live. Could you imagine the utter chaos if we did one of these live? Um, which actually, <laughs> we, should, we should do that at least once. Uh, we should go and we should do a YouTube live stream of the two of us uh, running this on, you know, running this and just kind of going off the rails and taking I, I have questions. considered it many times. And at some point we will absolutely do that. Uh, we just if have to sh- figure it out. If I have to go to SHOT Show, which I may have to go to SHOT Show. Uh, I may have to go to SHOT Show, so. That could be the place. Yes. SHOT Show live stream. All right, but anyway. SHOT uh, Show live stream. So if today's, I want to thank you to all of our sponsors. Sponsor banner here. Sponsor Yay banner. Yay, money. Thank you, guys. Um, so today's episode, it's uh, it's we're not talking about guns. We talk about guns a lot because guns are cool and we're gun nerds. Um, but we're talking about support gear, and namely, like when you go to the range, what like okay, obviously you go to the range and you take you know hearing protection and eye protection. We can talk about that a little bit when you take all that stuff with you. But everybody's always got like three or four other things that are in their range bag, you know, support gear because they're shooting a this or a that, or you know, they need to have you know, speed loaders or, you know, because loaded pistol mags hurts their baby hands, you know, things like that. So what's, what's in the box, man? So what is, you know, I'll, we'll go, we're going to, what we're going to do, we're kind of going to go through our range bags and talk about the stuff that we have in there and why it's in there and what the point of it is. So uh, do you want to go like, you say one, I say one, or do you just want to do your whole bag first? Yeah, we'll go. You, you say one, I say one, we'll, we'll do that. Okay. Format. So I'll start by saying one. So Usually when I go to, it's very rare I go to the range with a low number of firearms. Uh, when I do, it's usually a practice session. Um, but there, a lot of times I'm either doing a demo, I'm doing media work. There's a lot I'm trying to cram into one session. Like I've got one coming up next week where I'm probably going to be shooting six different uh, systems. Uh, some of it's just for B-roll footage and some of it's for actual TNE work. And one of them's not even a firearm. So that's cool. We may talk about that uh, at some point soon. Uh, but my, my range bag, first of all, I always take two bags. I've got one dedicated bag for uh, tools and service equipment. And then one I've got for ammunition support and then uh, PPE. So I've got one one range bag that's all tools and one range bag that I can jam full of mags. And I have all all the little uh, PPE stuff. I have a lot of uh, many sets of ear pro and several sets of eye pro. That way, if I pull a whoops and forget my main set, there's always sets. Or if someone rolls up or if someone's like, hey, man, can I come too? Um, Mm -hmm. I've got it covered. I just grab the two bags and go. So starting off i i range bag wise i have two range bags and they always come so having two range and i actually recommend people so have to having two range bags isn't a bad idea i actually have two bags as well which are mostly pre-staged i have a big bag and i have a smaller bag that i use if i'm just doing like a quick trip or something like that and i think that 
you know, the first thing that I have uh, in my range bag, but I don't, I, I really will take two bags. So I usually end up with a backpack and, you know, in my backpack, I have a bunch of useful stuff. Like I have medical gear in my backpack versus in my range bag because the backpack goes with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. The range bag doesn't. So that's why I want to keep my medical gears in my backpack, but in my range bag. And I actually did, there's, uh, by the time you guys are watching this, the video review and accompanying blog post that I did of this product will already be on YouTube uh, and on the Gat Daily website. But this is the uh, Fix It Sticks compact pistol kit. And it's so freaking good. It has, so I shoot revolvers. When revolvers break, you need tools to fix them. I yeah, am they, not, when they break, they break. They break hard. I am not fixing to lug my entire toolkit around with me, especially if I'm going to shoot a USPSA match or an IDPA match or something like that. This little thing, it's got awesome, it's so full of awesome goodies. It's got friggin', uh, it's got all kinds of bits. It's got Torx bits. It's got flathead bits. It's got, uh, a ratchet like this t hand this ratchet t handle uh and it's got a friggin um it's got a uh what do you call a torque wrench it has a torque wrench so that if you're adjusting your uh screws on an optic you can actually torque them to the factory recommended whatever inch pounds of torque it's supposed to be and this thing uh it's I got sent this by a friend of mine who works, uh, who does PR for the company. And he was like, hey, can I send you one of these to review? I've had it for months and I haven't talked about it. And I just recently started using it. And I'm like, I should have been talking about this for months because it's great. And uh, this episode will come out before Christmas. It's only $180. If you like somebody $180 worth and they shoot guns, so worth it. I forget, this is not a commercial. I just love this damn thing. <laughs> it's so handy. So fix no, no, it. I. I always feel bad about that. I'll get, I'll get sent stuff to review. And if it's something that I like really casually like, and it just ends up in my everyday carry or on my belt, because it's like, Oh, this thing's really useful. I then shove it in that. And it just comes with me everywhere. And I never end up like taking it uh, aside and actually talking about it, Mm -hmm. which gets me to my next piece of kit, which is the multitasker. Oh, wait a minute. uh, Yep. The, uh, the multitasker, which does everything pretty much except torque. Uh, thank you. Thank you, God. This, this has helped so many times. And this doesn't sit in my range bag. It's, on my, it's actually on my pistol belt. It's in one of the mag pouches. I just shove it in there, and it lives there forever. And I've used it so many times on rifles that have stopped during classes, on a handgun if it's acting up. It's just been so useful. And then I keep all the bits in the range bag. So it's it's kind of in two places all the bits and all the pieces that can go with the multitasker are in the range bag and then the multitasker multi-tool itself is chilling uh on on my belt um i i've also used the twist i've also used the nano and their new m4 wrench uh is looking exactly along those lines of just being well thought out and super cool and so uh good shout out to multitasker but this thing has saved me more than any other tool in my range bag. I uh, too have a multi-tool in my range bag. I have a SOG, whatever the hell this is called. Okay, so yep. fun story about this. Uh, I was overseas and this was floating around my armory and it floated around and floated around and floated around and it was there and it was gear adrift and it became gear gift because 
if you if you're watching this and this was yours and you left this in an armory in the Middle East, you know where it is. Uh, I'm sorry, I took your multi tool. Please contact me. I will Venmo you a hundred bucks. I'm not even kidding. But this thing is yeah, so it really has been very useful. And the thing that I like the most, and the thing I like the most about it is it's easy one-handed opening. Um, and where it's been useful for me is, so this particular uh, multi-tool has been discontinued by SOG. They have a new version of it that I'm sure is just as good. What's been great for me is how narrow the plier tips are. Because sometimes you're trying to like grab something and it's really tiny and like a big chunky plier isn't going to do what you want it to do. So this has been, uh, it's been a real, well, and again, I'm sorry to whoever I stole it from. Plus it has a bottle opener on it, which, you know, you're having your, you're at a match maybe and somebody breaks out a bunch of beers and they're not twists off and nobody has a bottle opener on them because, People don't really carry bottle openers anymore, but you do if you mm-hmm. got this SOG multi-tool. And it's, uh, before I you move on to your next thing, I'm going to Google SOG multi-tool so that we, I can tell you what the closest thing to it now is. So, ugh, interstitial ads, get out of my face. I know marketing works, but. Yes. Uh, this is the, the closest thing that they have to this now is not, wow, that's aggressive. This is like the, uh, good Lord. These are all, all of their new uh, multi-tools are very aggressive guys. Like um, I'm going to call this, this looks kind of like the SOG PowerPoint. Um, but yeah, that's and, probably about the closest. Let's jump back to mine real quick. Uh, yeah. This is a series three X and you, you can still find them. They're online various places but I think it's currently discontinued. I don't know if we're moving on to the series four right now, or if we're just focusing on things like the twist, because the twist is also really handy. It does like 70%, 80% of what this guy does. And uh, it's also another one that's super handy to have in your kit. I just can't find mine right now. Otherwise I would be showing that next. Don't you hate it? And I swear this happens to me all the frick time when I will find like a piece of gear or a piece of clothing or something that works really, really well for my specific application. And then they go and discontinue it, you know, and it's led. Yeah. This is happening. By the time you get around to talking about it, like guys, I've tested this thing for, you know, a year now I've had this thing for a year. It's great. And then you go and it's like, yeah, we we're, we're done making those. And you're like, it's it's so great we got rid of it and that's the fun that's a funny thing because it's led me into this sort of like uh panic mindset especially and i don't know why this happens to me with clothing but it really happens to me with clothing like uh 511 used to make this really great pair of shorts that were completely low pro like you didn't look like you were wearing 511 shorts but they had very useful very casually covert pockets on them and i bought one pair to see how they worked and i was like these are great Fast forward a couple of months later, I'm like, oh, I should go buy a couple more pairs of these. Discontinued. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I was very upset. Why? All right. So we've I've talked about my fix-it sticks and a multi-tool. I think you, what's up next in your range bag? Uh, oh, I'm actually getting up? my range bag. Yeah. What is up next in my range bag? I'm gonna make the uh, I'm gonna make the proverbial shout out to if you don't have first aid attached to your range bag, you are wrong. Um, right now, I, di- I don't remember if it's a Dark Angel or one of the prepackaged kits that AR500 Armor was selling. 
uh, at the time that had the, I think it's the AR-500 one. They might still sell it. It's a nice little mollied on uh, first aid kit. <laughs> it's just a prepackaged one that they put their logo on. It was like, oh, oh okay. I have a mean joke about AR-500 because it's, there are uh, plenty of mean jokes about AR-500. I mean, if you um, use their armor, you're going to need a first aid kit. If, yeah, if you use the armor that uh, they that their name uh, that their name do uh, be associated with, their uh, plates, their actual level four plates and their uh, polyethylene plates are actually good and NIJ certified. But they uh, buy those. They uh, buy those brand those. Um, Verse, uh, I I don't know who their OEM is for those products but uh they're pretty they were pretty well priced and those two products specifically are very nice and work but yeah steel plates are steel plates guys and uh you you can play the better than nothing card but uh spall is still spall and not spall good also they're real. heavy as shit it's so heavy so uh and on that medical topic though uh what i use for my medical is this goes with me everywhere. This is the Filster Pocket Emergency Wallet. Mm -hmm. And there's a pouch yeah, on my that, smell, that, that spells pew, and that's yes. on purpose. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, there's a pouch on my, um, in my Beretta brand tactical backpack that fits this perfectly. And then the pouch right next to that fits uh, Cat TQ perfectly. So those go with me everywhere uh, I go. If I'm going to the range, I will supplement that with, I'll have a boo boo kit. Like, you know, I'll have like, because I've seen a lot more people cut their fingers on slides and magazine feed lips and stuff like that. than I've seen people get traumatic uh, amputations. Oh, <laughs> we, we actually ran into that in my office. Uh, a traumatic amputation? A, a traumatic, <laughs> no, a boo-boo. Uh, the fact that uh, every everyone in the office had traumatic injury first aid gear, like if you had severe bleeding, we got you. If your leg broke, we got you. If you were missing a limb, we got you. If you were having a heart attack, we got you. If you smashed your finger in a doorway and broke the nail a little bit and it was bleeding, we don't got you. <laughs> like, so, well, and what I used for that, and they used to sell them on Amazon, and I'm actually trying to find it. It's like Adventure Medical Kit or something like that. Uh, I'm, ah, here we go. It is the Adventure Medical Kits uh, Trauma Pack. So what I did with this was I got this thing and you can get them on Amazon for like 40 bucks and they come with all sorts of goodies in them. Uh, and what I did was I took this adventure medical kit trauma pack and I added a bunch of, oh, these now come with a SWAT T tourniquet. Oh, these have gotten even better. Holy crap. Grab, buy these guys. Um, I'll put a link to this in the description of this video so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But uh, I get one of those and then I'll open it because they're velcro not velcro ziploc and i'll put in a bunch of band-aids because they don't have band-aids in them but all of the other stuff that they have like you know antiseptic wipes things like that are all useful components in a boo-boo kit then i just add a shitload of band-aids and now i have yeah. my boo-boo kit yeah and and you should have both guys you you should because the like the likelihood that you have a minor injury that needs to be cleaned up is much much higher Mm -hmm. And so my, my actual range bag with the tools and everything that I've got it, that has a first aid kit on it. And then my belt has a uh, North American rescue, I believe, mini FAC, MFAC uh, first aid kit. And that one's got a TQ and extra gauze and everything like that. But you should also have a thing of band-aids and a little bit of tape and some antiseptic and yeah. sunscreen, definitely sunscreen. Sunscreen is a good one. Uh, so it was funny, the, uh, 
I was shooting a steel challenge match last weekend or two weekends ago. And uh, I heard a child cry out in pain because the squad, one squad up from us had like a family and they were all shooting steel challenge together. It was cute as shit. Um, and so I was like, I said to my squad, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to just go make sure everybody's okay over there. So I go walking over and I'm like, I'm going to go off. Uh, I'll still be on audio, but I think I'm going to go off video for a screen. second. All right. Yep. So I walk over and, uh, you know, I ask if everybody's okay. And the mom is like, yeah, he just cut his thumb loading a magazine, you know? And I was like, no problem. Do you guys need a bandaid or any wipes or anything like that? I've got a pretty good boo-boo bag in my range bag. And she's like, no, I think we're okay. So do, 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 do. I trundle back. I go get ready to shoot my stage. And the range master asks me, he's like, Hey, so what's your civilian job? Uh, are you a paramedic or something? And I was like, no, no, no. why? He's like, well, you have all that medical gear, you know, I just assumed I'm like, uh, but what if somebody get hurt? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what if someone, someone get ouch? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a, I had a similar experience, similar experience with a mutual friend of ours, a very large one. Um, we, we saw a car crash. Um, we were on our way, way to work and we saw a really nasty car crash at an intersection while we were getting gas and morning drinks. And, um, and we're like, ooh, that's a problem. So we grab just the generic first aid bag that we kept in the back of the, the truck at the time. And we go and see, oh, hey, nobody else is here yet. Let's see if we can help. And this poor old lady started shouting out the driver's side window that she was on fire. And I'm like, ah, are you? She, she in fact was not. We got her <laughs> out of, we got her out of the truck, looked her over. Um, I, at the, I think the worst she probably developed from the whole thing is a bruise. And that is a testament to modern vehicle design, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah. The truck was destroyed. She was fine. She had elevated heart rate. She thought she was on fire for a second. She was not. Um, I'm glad she but, wasn't on fire. But yes, very glad she wasn't on fire because I had not grabbed the, the fire extinguisher. I had only grabbed the aid bag. Um, but we we went out and then first aid, first aid with that was just talking to her, keeping her calm, out of shock and just, you know, regular. I've just had a very scary experience. Let me, you know, let mm -hmm. me vent my vent my spleen of all the things that could possibly be going wrong because then she's like i need to call my boyfriend uh but my phone's out of minutes but 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 he still but, has but, phones that take minutes i don't know she's a, she was an older lady like prob probably enough, early six, so like i don't know uh but this whole thing's going on and we're just like hey are you all right is everything okay you know you're moving around a lot. So I don't think anything's broken or you're not in pain right now. And, and every, and we're going through this whole thing and we gather this small crowd of people around who are like, Oh, wow, those two are doing such a good job. And we're like, those yeah, nice boys. we have, we have very, very basic first aid training. Cool. And then we, we hand her off to the paramedics when they arrive after, you know, 10 minutes, they, they come up from down the road to the fire station and uh, hand her off, start talking to the, the police about what we saw. Because um, the, the other part of the crash drove off. He booked nice. and left. So it was a hit and, and run. Uh, he eventually came back. A, a, lawn, a lawn care truck with the trailer and the mower still attached to it peeled off and hero pursued this guy. Nice. <laughs> and, and dragged him and his big Yukon back. And the Yukon was not in good, like they would have found this guy. There was no right. reason to change him. They would have found him. The battery was sticking out of the engine compartment into space. Like Damn. that's how bad the front end got mangled. 
Um, but anyway, back on it, we responded and we started doing very basic first aid that you would learn in any sort of trauma, injury, anything like that. And, mm -hmm. we, know, and we know th things to watch out for, like signs of neck injury and, and, and signs of TBI, TBI and, and we're looking for that. But we're also at the earliest opportunity looking to hand this person off to a professional. Right, like well, can we please start, give you to a paramedic? Yes, can, can a paramedic or other emergency personnel please stand up instead of just us two? We've got it until then, but please show up. And then we start circling up with the uh, police to give the statement about you know what we saw. And two other witnesses come over and they were both ER nurses. And we're like, you are way more qualified to do this thing. <laughs> well, and that I think and, there's then, that. And, and both of them are just like, oh, but you boys were just doing such a good job. <laughs> and we're, Thanks. Uh, we're like, thank you. Still, still your job more than mine. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's one of those things that, like, hey, if you have the right gear and the right mindset to go, oh, hey, I can help here. Mm -hmm. um, people will ascribe you all kinds of authority that you don't actually have. You just have by proxy. Yeah. Well, and I think that's interesting too, because when you talk about like the level of medical training that, you know, you or I have, I'm like a D class uh, medical, you know, like my, my medical training to put it in USPSA terms is D class. However, yeah. that means I'm way, way, I have way, 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 way more medical training than, you know, the average Johnny down the street, but also to that point, uh, if like an, if I'm like, you know, talking to a little old lady or doing chest compressions on a guy or something like that, and there's an ER nurse there, I'm going to be like, Hey, actual professional, come here, come here. I'm, I'm really good at unaliving people, not keeping them alive. Can we get some assistance? <laughs> Can I help in the keep a lot? Because I, I have that same D class medical background. Because I've had, a, I've, I've gone to the courses that the military offers in like combat life saver, in buddy aid, self aid, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't gone to anything more in depth than that. I just try and keep as fresh on that as I can. But I haven't gone to anything more in depth than that, that it would actually put me into even remotely being a professional level emergency aid giver no not even close I, I it's it's full amateur hour um i'm gonna try and keep you breathing and stop you from bleeding and that that's what i got for you keep the air moving and keep the so uh, i believe that all the first day of trauma first aid has been summed up with uh keep the wet parts on the inside yep which is wet on the, wet on the inside and keep them breathing. <laughs> yep. All right. So moving on from keeping people alive, the next piece of stuff that I have in my range bag that goes with me everywhere I go is my shot timer, a CED 7,000. Uh, mm -hmm. This is, it's, I want one of the commander labs timers that like integrates with practice score and is super cool, but they're really hard to get. So I have this one. And this one's good. It's got belt clips. So you can mount it to your belt and you can like flip it up and look at the screen. It's super loud. Like it's so loud that I won't play it here on the show because it will uh -huh. be distractingly loud. Uh, yep. But it's like, look, guys, you need, if you're going to the range and you don't have a shot timer, no, I, I have to caveat some of this. The broad acceptance of shot timers in the tactical training community has been a very good thing. Pause. 
there has been almost a bit of a swing towards performing for the timer and not necessarily like you know this was the what was it two months ago everybody was all talking about is a sub-second draw important and stuff like that yeah. i even did a post on it and i'm saying this is someone who has a consistent sub-second draw when i want to have it um that was so much there is a slight downside because you have gotten some people who are sort of trying to figure out how many angels can dance on the head of a pin because they're chasing a number on the timer. And they're not necessarily chasing real perform, real applicable performance gains. Mm -hmm. But that's a different episode. That, Get yourself that a shot we, timer. We can, we can talk about shot timers because my next piece of gear is also a packed shot timer. Yay! Um, and it's, it's one of those, guys, it's a very very necessary piece of gear because it gives you objective information this doesn't lie i used to use the phone apps that were shot timers That's and those bad. work those work as a start beeper only they, yeah. they do not they do not pick up gunshots well they do not um adjust well they do work as a start beeper, which if that's what you need out of your shot timer, you can make do with it with an app on the phone. But this gives you real objective information. It's very good at picking up splits. And these will be sensitive enough, uh, depending on where they're, they're put, that even if you're using a suppressed gun, you might be able to track on these because they're actual shot timers and they're, they're properly calibrated for this type of stuff. Um, but this... This is super, super crucial to getting information that you need in order to, you know, work on what you need to work on. You, you need to put yourself on a clock and see realistically, what can I do and in what time can I do it? Now, I, I'm with you that I think there are a lot of people out there who chase a time down, who, who are all about chasing, uh, you know, something on this clock and they're and they're doing a disservice to people who are working on getting in under two seconds or getting under mm -hmm. seven and a half right now. Uh, because like you're, you are, you are a revolver shooter. You're a handgun shooter. I'm a rifle shooter. And so my, my time on handguns, my speed on handguns is lower than guys like you or guys like Mark Santos who are primarily handgun shooters. And they put a lot of time in their handgun because I always end up getting stuck in rifle circles like i'm gonna go shoot which is a lot of fun i i shoot rifles very good but me shoot rifle good shoot. me shoot rifle good me moody um so i i do want to throw a shout out uh i've been playing around with their app uh, it's called the shot bud app and it works and it's a shot timer that in integrates into your uh apple watch it's only on mm -hmm. apple watch right now i've used it it's pretty good it's not a perfect and you know and i've actually talked to them about this they're not a sponsor or anything like that i just give them feedback it is not a perfect substitute for a shot timer it's not but it is better than all of the other apps that i've ever used and there's one reason why i really like it uh, especially if i'm training on an indoor range is it gives me a haptic start signal so if you've ever tried to take a shot timer to an indoor range and you're having a good time and you're shooting, you're pulling triggers, and then some guy shows up in the point next to you with a 308 with a 16 inch barrel and he goes, boom, boom, and you can't hear your timer start beep. And you're like, did I, did I miss that? The nice thing about the shot bud is it definitely eliminates that. And you get just that, it vibrates my wrist. I'm like, oh, time to shoot. And you can also set it up in live fire so that it just uses input from the accelerometer 
to tell you when your shots are. Not the most mm -hmm. accurate thing, but if you're doing like a part-time drill, it can be pretty useful for that. So shout out to the ShotBud guys. I think they have an interesting product and it has lots of potential to be, uh, they're making progressive improvements on it. So I think it has lots of potential to be really good. And, and there are a lot of good shooting apps that are emerging mm -hmm. uh, better and better as they get better with uh, body mechanics and haptics and input and, and, uh, and working with updated software wares that are coming out through smartphones and other smart devices. There are a lot of really cool apps coming down that can overall improve uh, the, the whole shooting experience and make it so that you use live fire training more efficiently or you don't have to do and you can you can work on skills with dry fire but get a lot more information on the input so yeah yay smart technology oh, yeah actually the shotgun's great for dry fire I actually really like it for that uh, and part of that again is back to that haptic because I have a toddler in my house and I don't necessarily always want my friggin you know if he's napping and I'm dry firing I don't want it to be like Beep. And, you know, all of that. So uh, shout out to ShopBud. Uh, if you guys, if y'all see this, uh, send me money. Um, <laughs> send, 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 send uh, Gunday Brunch money. Sponsor the show. We would appreciate that. Please. That would uh, be All right. So moving on to my next piece of gear. Sounds and this is, the, this is sort of the last, uh, like, gun gear thing that I have. But I always carry uh, two bits of cleaning supplies with me. So I carry a nylon brush or a toothbrush just because... Mm -hmm even when I'm not shooting revolvers, sometimes it's handy to have a brush to get goo out of a thing that shouldn't have goo on it. But Back. I always carry a boar snake. So I will always carry like a nylon brush or a toothbrush, which by the way, the Fix-It Sticks has a nylon brush in there. So that's eliminated an extra thing that I would carry. Um, but I will always carry like a toothbrush or a nylon brush and a boar snake. And when I carry it, when I have revolvers, I will carry two bore snakes because you need a different size bore snake for the cylinders than you do for the barrel. If you have a 357 revolver, I have a 40 cal bore snake for the cylinders and then a 357 bore snake for the barrel. If I've got my 40 out at the range, then I've got a 40 cal bore snake for the barrel and a 45 for the cylinders. Um, so that's, uh, and the bore snake is useful if you have any gun because look, most of us clean, and I also carry like a, generic bottle of CLP. Uh, yeah. Did you ever get involved in the lube wars where everyone's like, this lube is better, that lube is better? Oh like, man, I, I did not deeply get involved in the lube wars. I was, I was very much just a classic CLP fan and turns out that was probably the right answer. <laughs> well, and so here's my thing. Like, and, I've been in and so here's, here's mine, a CLP rag. Ooh. Just a rag. Just a rag that I use for A, cleaning up little you know, goops and, and everything like that. But take the rag that you're using to put CLP on stuff and, and clean stuff and just keep it in your range bag because that stuff, like the oil stays in it. And so it's very good at still keeping things working. It's not going to get it, you know, inspection clean, but your guns no. really should be inspection clean. So uh, I will that. say if you do that CLP rag in the bag, put it in like a gallon Ziploc baggie. Yes. Like put it inside something so that it doesn't goo up things in your bag that don't yes. look gooey. Uh, and um, I also recommend Ziplocs for cans or cans of oil, cans of cleaner. Mm -hmm. Anything that is liquidy, uh, put it, Ziploc it up. Right. It's like first aid. We want to keep the wet stuff inside. Um, yes. And so, but they, 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, so yeah, I mean, like cleaning supplies, it's, I think it's nice to have stuff like that. Again, a lot of people, their idea of cleaning is they'll run a boar snake down their gun and then put some lube on it. And that's fine, especially because that an actually, AR, that that's really all it needs. With a lot of modern guns, it works very well with a lot of modern guns. Now, this is something that lives in my range bag uh, when I'm going to outdoor ranges to shoot by myself. So this is like, we're now, I'm now moving out of everyday items and into sometimes items. And this is a sometimes item, but this is my Bostage staple gun. I, I keep a staple gun too. And it's, yes, guys, throw that, throw boar snakes in your bag, throw a staple gun with staples, get yeah. a whole pack, get a whole big ass pack of staples that you will never run out of until you do and, and throw it in the bag. I'm glad you did staple gun. It's, it's so, and if you shoot at an outdoor range, like it's, you know, you never know. And sometimes this has come in handy at like matches where I'll show up at a match and they'll be like, oh no, our targets are falling down. Let's, we got to wait for the range master to come by and staple these back up because we don't have a stapler. And I'm like, I don't want to stand around with my, you know, in my hands. So let's just get my staple gun uh, and put that up there. Let's just do this. Yeah, let's just go. Uh, which is also why I carry like target pasters in my bag. Yeah. The, the amount of times that you will be the range hero, if you just have the generic tools and keep them in your bag, like boar snakes. I keep a full selection of boar snakes in my bag, just like you do. You keep them. Uh, and I've got a couple of rifle ones. Uh, the, I, I only shoot nine millimeter handguns. So I've got nine millimeter handgun one. And I've got a 5.56, a 308 one. And I've got a 12 gauge shotgun one. I don't even own a 12 gauge shotgun right now, but I've got a 12 gauge shotgun one because enough other people use 12 gauge shotguns. And sometimes big boar snake clean other parts of other guns. Wait, you don't have a 12 gauge? I don't have a 12 gauge right now. I feel like we should fix that. Um, I know we should fix that. I just don't know which one I want right now. Fair enough. I fair actually, enough. I do, but they're back ordered. Yeah, that's ordered. fair. You want a uh, 13-1 LTT. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, I, you know, it's interesting how, like, when you get guys like you and me and, you know, our friends who we've all been doing this for... Oh yeah, with lubricant. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, I haven't bought a bottle of lubricant in like 15 years because you get given them at matches oh and events so many, and stuff so like that. So many little little three ounce bottles of Slip 2000 or something like that. Yep. Which slip Slip's a great lube, guys. It's, it it's fine. By but, by all means, use it. Don't toss it. But I have so many of those that I have I have like made people come close to crying on the range because their gun was down, and I'm like here have this and then they try and hand it back and i'm like no no you keep, keep it. it and the uh, and i'm like they don't know i have 15 more bottles in here <laughs> i have got the same bottle of slip 2000 in my closet that i probably had for like seven years and it's a bigger one and i got it at a match with a bag or something like that i don't know and that's why it's always funny like every now and then someone's like hey what do you use to lubricate your firearms i'm like whatever's free yeah whatever i was given last gun lube is everywhere and then when they're like well what if what if you have to buy it and i'm like seal beer slip 2000 go go spend six dollars on well what about this brand i I don't know i guess i used to be such a dork about uh i will say this when i shot uh the last time i bought any sort of lubricant was because i was like i'm going to be like super cool about lubing my guns and i bought a tube of white lithium grease from Menards, 
which would tell you guys how long ago that was probably pretty near where I was living because <laughs> Menards are only in certain places of this country. And if you're <laughs> listening to this and you don't know what the fuck a Menards is, well, you can save big money there. You and can save big money. And now half of our audience has that song stuck in their head and they're mad at us. Um, but yeah. Because so I live in that part of the country. You do. You you hear those all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, side note, now, is thanks, to, thanks to uh, Smart Tech that totally doesn't listen to us, probably going to see some Menards ads. Probably, probably. All right, guys. Uh, so here's 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 so everybody's got their own you know ideas about ear pro and eye pro and all of that. So what do you guys have in your range bags? That's what we're gonna close this episode out with. I'm gonna ask a question. What's in the box, man? Mm, what's in the box right now for ear pro? I'm using the Walker earbuds, mm. not the Bluetooth ones. Uh, every Bluetooth uh, earbud I have used has been disappointing to me. The Bluetooth and the sound transmission from that, it's workable, but like if I want my phone to talk to my earbud, I'm looking for sound quality, not noise reduction. Mm -hmm. For EarPro, I want noise reduction. So the Walker Buds have been actually really good for noise uh, reduction, and because I shoot a lot of rifle, um, and that likes to bump up on earmuffs mm -hmm. and break the seal on whatever side you're shooting, I like the Bud better because it doesn't do that. So I'm using the walkers, and then right now, iPro-wise, I'm using Stingers. Uh, but like any any rated iPro guys, get get rated iPro. Yeah, just get rated iPro and save your eyeballs. Don't use your Ray Bans, like for real, yeah. guys. Don't use your Ray Bans. Yeah. Don't use some cool guy glasses. So for EarPro, I actually uh, I'm super super deep because I because I teach uh, your military classes a lot. I'm super concerned about hearing protection, so I almost always double up. Even if I'm at an outdoor range by myself, I will frequently double up these days. Uh, and so I have a set of like custom molded ear pro that I had a dude like do a mold of my ear. And so these things like screw in and they seal in super tight. Uh, and then I'll, over those, I will put, uh, I actually select my ear pro based on what fits well over these. So at the range, I have the Walker earmuffs, which I do not turn on because I found that they're so sensitive, it's almost distracting. And then at an indoor range, I got a big pair of like Peltor 30 dB, like the old school ones that come out. The big like, one, the big ones like you would see on an aircraft carrier deck. Yeah, the these. Huge, yep. These ones. That's and massive. you know what? These work so freaking good. Because the last thing that I want, especially when I'm in indoor ranges, you know, let's say I'm doing on and something crazy, like shooting 2000 rounds out of a Colt Python over the course of a month, and I got to shoot 500 rounds at 357. I want to do everything I can to minimize the blast and the concussion from that. Uh, and so those big, stupid aircraft carrier Peltors work great, and I love them. And then for iPro, I'm using something free that I got from a media event. <laughs> I, I, I know there's, I, the only reason I remember mine are stingers is they were the last, they, they were the last ones to talk to me. They're like, Hey, we have iPro. And I'm like, don't you make rails? And they're like, yes. And we and also do iPro. And I'm like, cool, send me a pair. And so I, I got them. I messed them up at a uh, training class. They got scratched up, smashed somewhere. And I'm like, oh, sad. And I, I contacted them. I was like, hey, lenses? And they're like, yeah, lenses. What what model you have? Like, this model. They're like, okay. Hmm. Done. Ooh. Fresh lenses. 
way to go. Uh, I am going yeah. to, I, I, before we wrap this episode, uh, I have an iPro story. So I was at a, I was at a training event for the air force and I was one of the instructors and we had a non cop there who was like, there as an observer. I forget what the hell she did other than be useless. Um, and the re- and you'll, you guys all understand why I'm bitter at her in a, in a second. So I had just bought a brand new pair of clears because I'd forgot my clears and it was going to be overcast the whole time we were up there. And I didn't want to wear, you know, uh, friggin' sunglasses, eye pro. So I had went and bought a brand new pair of clears. They were nice. Uh, they were like 80 bucks. And then she was going to go do some fan fire thing. She says, Hey, I didn't bring any eye pro. Can I borrow someone's you know, who's instructing. And because I had bought this pair, I was the only person who had extra iPro. So I said, yeah, sure. Here, take my brand spanking new clears that I just bought. So she fucks off. And then she comes back like two hours later and I'm like, Hey, can I get my iPro back? And she reaches down into the cargo pocket of her uniform and pulls them out. And there's a gouge, a deep gouge directly over where my right eye sits behind it so it's completely mm-hmm. fucked visually and i go hey man but these were brand new what happened she's like oh i guess i put them in the same pocket as my car keys sorry and fucks off i almost chased her down to slap the shit out of her but i didn't because i'm a good person and hitting people is not the right answer in that situation but i was Violence is not the answer but this was like understandable to think about this is this was like four years ago, and I'm still mad about it because I'm like, but you eighty dollars? They were brand new, and you fucking ruined them. You didn't even say sorry. Fuck you. I guess I put them in with my keys. Oh, so mad, so mad, still mad about it. All right, guys. So uh, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you all for watching, listening, sharing, liking, subscribing, Spotifying, and every other. Uh, all the things that I can think of. Thank you for all the things. All the things. So what we want to know, what's in you guys' range bags? Like, are you carrying medical? What are your iPro? You know, what's going on in there? Let us know. There's comments or you can, you know, track my email address down and send me a mean email, I guess. Be great. Later. <laughs>